today we're on Group Therapy TV podcast. Um, today we have guest Mike Regan. Regan or Regan? Regan. Yes. Regan. Yes. Uh, he is a uh, suit actor. I'm sorry, but I'm fully expecting to come back and face his There he goes. So uh, he snuck by. Uh, he's been in movies like the Hellraiser movies. Hellraiser movies. The Feast, Feast movies, as we can glare. And, and he's Pumpkinhead. Pumpkin yes. Uh, uh, how did you, how did you get started in in, in uh, suit acting and stunt work? Well, suit acting. I mean, God, I want to think back. I guess the very first movie I did unofficially, uh, I worked on Critters Two, and I kind of got invited by a friend on the set. Uh, and the Kyotos were there and they're like, hey, we're shooting a scene in alleyway. Do you want to puppeteer a critter? Because we just need a bunch of critters. I'm like, yeah, sure. So I go in and I help puppeteer it. It was fun. At the end of the day, they're like, are you coming back tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, if you want me to. And so I came back and I think I did it about four days in a row. And then the final day, they're like, hey, we can, we can get you paid. And I'm like, awesome, that's great. So first paid gig, but not officially hired. And then first officially hired was Elm Street 5, being a huge Freddy fan. Um, I got to work on all the reshoot, uh, the additional photography for the ending. Uh, I think they stuck me in a Freddy piece. So there's a quick shot of Freddy, like the arm going by camera, so in the back of the head and arm. So that's me, and that's sort of the unofficial first put in a suit thing. Uh, the first official put in a suit was uh, Beethoven, not very horror uh, oriented. Uh, I mean, it is a big St. Bernard, not Cujo, <laughs> but it, uh, it was the first sort of official, now you're in a suit, now you can be a suit actor thing. Um, and from there it just kind of kept going. It was puppeteering, it was suit acting, and then um, I started working for Gary Tunnicliffe. Uh, it's two hours in the dark company. The Hellraiser films. Uh, first Hellraiser film I worked on, again being a huge fan, was Bloodline. Uh, and there was going to be a chatter thing in it, but then it turned out that we weren't actually building the chatter thing, so I think we had shot a test for it. But this company's like, we're building it, and I think they had their own guy, so I didn't luck out on that one. But Inferno rolled around, and Gary was like, we're doing another version of Chatter. It's this torso thing that I've designed. It's just the upper half of the body and you know, Chatter head. He's like, I'd love you to do it. Again, knowing that you know, I'd worked with him at that point, he knew that I liked doing suit stuff. So gets me in it, and uh, that was the beginning of me playing Chatter. And I've played Chatter in all of the movies since five, um, except nine because it was a female Chatter, and I had to really put somebody in the suit rather than put myself in it. But, but I'm glad to have taken on that mantle, and that's sort of the beginning of it. And it just rolled and progressed from there. Yeah, and, and you've been in some iconic characters. I mean, you went with, with Hellraiser and, 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 or, and Pumpkinhead, and, and I'm a huge fan of Pumpkinhead. I'm a huge, I mean, a lot of it comes from being a huge fan. Um, we got the franchise at Gary's shop, again, chance to do three and four, and he's like, look, we have a short build on this, and I'm shooting it for me, and I'm going to send you out on it anyways. He's like, I'd rather have you in the suit than some Romanian stunt guy who's not going to take care of the suit. Yeah, you got somebody you trust. Yeah, and, and knowing that I'm a fan of it, I kind of know the way Pumpkinhead should move and should act. So again, I'm like, how am I going to say no? It's, it's a 
child, childhood fan. You know, like, I'm a Pumpkinhead, of course, you know. I have to play this. So, you've been Pumpkinhead, you've been Freddy, kinda. You've been kinda. a, you've been a Critter, kinda. Critter, yeah. <laughs> you've been, you've been Chatter. Chatter. What, what's the big one that you want to be? That you'd love to be? Um... I, I, I honestly, I, I just like playing all of them. I, I really think that I've done things that I wanted to do. Um, being a huge fan of Elm Street films, I got to work on Freddy. I was in that one shot. Um, huge fan of Hellraiser movies, so getting to work on Hellraiser and then getting to be uh, Chatter. And within the Hellraiser films, I was also a Surgeon Cenobite at one point. I was a Mound Cenobite. Uh, I was, a, I think, Dark Figure in Hellseeker. Um, so I, I, I think I've played more Cenobites than anyone, aside from Doug Bradley, who's been in most of the films. Who's just been, he's yeah. always been the same he's Cenobite. Been the same one, yeah. And you've just been every I've, Cenobite. Yeah. <laughs> they just Both really just bring, they just yeah. bring Doug Bradley on the set, and then they're like, all right, go on, Mike, Mike, get, change costume, go on, go on, go on. Go on. I'm in this Put his smile and go run up the street, and then, then walk toward us really slow. Yeah. Uh, now, with, with oh, me, Mimic, I was in Mimic, Mimic. 3 and 4, so I was a bug. Uh, I've been a bug, I've been a dog, I've been a demon so, so what's it like being a dog? Uh, it was itchy and, <laughs> and scratchy, just because like the fake fur and it's all up in your face. And, you know, you feel like you've got an itch and scratch, but it's just all around you. You get. Have you been any other dogs outside of Beethoven? Um, not, not in the suit. But I've been. I worked on a film called Fluke. So we puppeteering fake dogs. Uh, I can't even remember the year they came out. But it was a while ago. That, that's the. Is that the one with the seal too? Uh, I don't know. I think there's a seal. I think there's a there. movie called Fluke that had a seal, and and I, I might be mistaken. No, I, I think be... it's it's a. It's two dogs. I want to say one of them is voiced maybe by Danny Glover. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, but I, I want to say, I, I, I just think the poster is like kind of a, it's a dog and its, it's feet are in like these shoes. Because I, okay. I think it's a guy who passed away and his body transferred into the dog. dog. Um, and he's got to find his way back to his wife and you know, with the family <laughs> and stuff. So. Uh, convoluted story, but <laughs> it's all work, right? Yeah, heck yeah. I mean, you get to, you get to play. I mean, it's funny because I've talked to other like actors, like you get to play pretend. Oh, you, yeah. get, you get to be the monster, and oh. you get to. The funny thing with this is, um, my parents always told me that in kindergarten, when they go around the class and they ask everyone, you know, what do you want to be a fireman? What do you want to be a princess? Whatever. They came to me and they said, what do you want to be? I said, I want to be a dog. <laughs> So, when I got cast as Beethoven, I called my parents up and I went, Hey, you remember when I said in high school kindergarten that I wanted to be a dog? Guess what? I'm actually going to be a dog for this movie. I, I, tell me you took a picture of yourself in the costume and sent it to your teacher or to the school. <laughs> I, I actually think my kindergarten teacher had passed away oh. by that point. She was quite, I remember being quite, quite old. old yeah. Time, so. yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, I'm... It's ironic to fulfill the childhood dream of being a dog. You know? I, I'm not going to lie. My whole thing was I remember being a kid and they're like, what do you want to do when you grow up? I was like, I want to be a comic book store owner. And that's what I am now, for the right. most part. Nice. And I would be like, I wanted to go back to the teacher who was like, that's not a realistic goal. And be like, I, I make money. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So 
look, after kindergarten, it obviously changed drastically. Yeah, uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta you have know, fun. You know, junior high and high school, I, I became just obsessed with being an effects guy. So, so okay, who, who was, who, who got you into effects? Um, I mean, it, it was kind of myself. Um, I was a huge fan of Ray Harryhausen, so wanted to do the stop, stop motion. motion animation. Did lots of play animation, and that progressed into because I had a really crappy Sony camera. And, you know, it had like a four foot depth of field, so <laughs> I'm not animating it like three feet away, so it's filling the frame and it's all out of focus and, and not great results. And I suddenly was like, well, hold on a second. If I have this sculpture, I can. I can make a mold that on it out of plaster and make a, a rubber piece and, and make it into a puppet instead. And then I can film it uh, and I can get the footage back quicker. And, and then puppets became, oh, if I make it the size of my head, it's a mask. And, and then I started, you know, finding out about Tom Sweeney and Rick Baker. They, was, they, they were really like my two inspirations uh, growing up. Sweeney just because he's Sweeney. He was a showman, you know. And, and Blood and Thor and it's monsters and you go, oh, how can I not you creep show? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then Rick Baker, obviously, American World from London, stuff like that. He's um, seen the, the thing, uh, John Carpenter's thing. Yeah, and Rob Bottine and, and, and suddenly I'm like, I want to do that. I want to make monsters for a living. I, I got really fascinated by you talking about Kevin Yeager. Yeah. Because Kevin Yeager technically, for me as a local guy, uh-huh. I'm, I'm from Pickle High, he's from down near Dayton. Right. And I was like, this is a guy down the street called Tom the Road making this stuff. And I remember, because, uh, do you remember? The, did you get the videos when you were younger? The ones that like the how-to videos and stuff. Well, there, there were, were one of the, the, like like the Mike Burnett videos. There was Mike Burnett videos. They, they, um, I want to say Tom Savini had one. Uh, well, there was there was uh, Screen Grades. Screen Grades. Because uh, I remember one I had and in I think junior high high school, and it was show Tom Savini building Fluffy. Yeah, I mean there was some of that in Screen Grades, but there was one that was just it was similar to Screen Grades, yeah. but it was sort of an off-brand. Yeah, and it showed it was that, and it was like you know the Monkey Shines uh, yep. figure and stuff, uh, and obviously it was, he always shows the Creep uh, Show corpse. And oh stuff yeah. Like that. So um, what's the one that you're most proud of? What's what's your what's your that you or do you have one that you're most proud of? I mean it's it's kind of all of them. Uh, I mean they. they there's something, the great thing about effects is I just feel, as a job, it feels like you're always doing something different from the day before, and every film has that one thing on it that you're like, oh, I'm really glad I got to make time on the film and to build this and work on that aspect of it. So every one of them, there's something about it that's unique and special. Um, so it, it's hard to pick out one that you know that one. I mean, really, I have to go just just in terms of life goals or saying like I want it, it would have been Elm Street Five and it would have been uh, Hill Razor Book. Not not necessarily because I go those are the best films. It was just me accomplishing getting to work on a Freddy film, something I was a huge fan of, and getting to work on a Hellraiser film that you know I was a fan of Hellraiser to go. I feel like I've I've accomplished. I've gotten to work on those things that I admired as a kid. No, I, I've asked this some other people that have done makeup. Did Halloween? What's your house like at Halloween? Is is your the house that everybody has to come to, or are you just like man? I do this all week long. It's my job. I don't want to do it at home. <laughs> if you would ask me that, like 
God, what do you think? Time-wise, my brain is going to fuzz here. I'm going to guess like 15, 15, 18 years ago. If you'd asked me that, I'd have been like, it's crazy. Um, I used to live down in Fernando Beach and used to set up like a whole graveyard and figures and do the whole spiel, lights and the whole thing, dress up. Uh, it got to the point where my ex-wife was like, she would, she would just get nuts because Halloween would come and I'd spend the week before <laughs> up until midnight, three in the morning, building stuff and setting stuff up. And it finally got to the point where I was like, you know, can you just let me leave the we had like a drive-through garage uh, and then a garage in the back. The garage in the back was like half workroom, half storage. And this little side garage we didn't really use for anything. She kind of keep gardening supplies. And I said, if you let me just leave it set up year-round, I can work on stuff and build stuff all year in there. Uh, and that way I don't have to stay up until 3 in the morning the night before. It's like ready to go. It's open to run. And finally it was like, yes, fine. Just leave it set up. So I was the house that had a, a, a small walkthrough and you know figures on air ramps that would come up and sound effects, smoke machines, and strobe lights, and a black light section with floating heads. <laughs> I mean, I, I was I was that guy. I was the house on the block that everyone was like, "Yeah, we better get candy because all the kids are going to be down the street." And you know what? After they leave his house, they come to our house and next house. You know, <laughs> it was like kids nonstop. projects coming up that you talk um, about? Yeah, I would say, I mean, yes, we've got a project called Play Dead that I worked on with Gary. Um, it's Patrick Lucier directed. It's supposed to be really good. Uh, 
they were kind of like, well, they were going to release it, and then it's like, oh, we want, we want to hold it back and try and figure out something bigger for it, and we don't have a release date, but we keep hearing really good things, and the, the production company's really happy with it, but we're kind of like, yeah, where is it? you want to see it? Um, and then we did a thing called Dark Harvest, which is kind of a weird, creepy, scarecrow, pumpkin thing. Uh, which is pushed beyond September and the same story. It's kind of like, you know, it's going to come out, it's going to be out in September, and then suddenly it's like, where is it? Oh, we've pulled back the release date. I don't know if it's because, well, it's testing really well and we've got bigger plans for it, or if they're kind of like, we don't know where it's going. Quietly pushing the streaming? Yeah, it could be. It's kind of a mixed bag now. I mean, streaming, to me, streaming isn't necessarily like... No, I don't think streaming's a bad thing at all. You know, I mean, you kind of felt back in the day, it was like, oh, direct to home video. You go, oh, we know what that means. Or, oh, it's going to be on sci-fi channel. Oh, we know what that means. Nowadays, it kind of feels like streaming is becoming a viable platform. Oh, yeah. I just worked on a couple a year or so ago. Worked on uh, Tomorrow Wars, which found out oh it's going to Amazon Prime. And you go on oh, Amazon Prime thing. I watch it. I'm like I was really, I, I was entertained. It was kind of big over the top, you know, monster bugs. And, uh, it was a lot more violent than I thought it was going to be. And I'm like oh it's kind of cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah, there, there's there's that whole stigma, like you said, because I'm, I mean I grew up. It was video stores, and you're like, oh, it's direct to video. And then it was, oh, it's direct to streaming. And now it's like, oh, well, this is direct to streaming now. And you're like, you're a little excited. Well, you've got streaming platforms that are like, well, we don't, we want to produce content that we own so we don't have to license it. So I think they're they're buying with production companies for releases, and they go, I think we can spend that much on this film and make it viable. We can make something off of it. It's a good thing. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're putting out a lot of stuff that, you know, if you would have went to the cinema, you probably wouldn't have seen it. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's, that's a damn good movie. Yeah. And, well, you know, and when it comes to going to cinema, you're stuck with now we've got to market it, we've got to do all this. Got, I mean, there's an additional cost for streaming. It's like, well, we can market it if they've already got a subscription. If it's Amazon Prime, yeah, you're already paying Amazon oh, yeah. Prime. We're going we're gonna to market it like crazy because every time you click on Amazon Prime, we've got ad space right in front yeah, of you. Yeah, watch this film next month. Well, yeah, and then on top of that, now when you stream, you get you land on the, the movie. Yeah. And it basically shows the trailer. Yeah. And you're just like, like oh. Said, ad space right yeah. in front of your eyeballs. You, you don't have to worry about like, oh, how much money do you spend? Well, the movie is, is uh, $80 million, and we had to spend $30 million in, in marketing. And it's like... Thirty million marketing's gone now. Now you can take that money and put it back into the movie if you want. Yeah. And uh, so it's 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 a it's a different it's world, yeah. but it's a good. I mean, I think it's better. And I'm I hate to say this, man. I I, I, yeah, I mean, look, the theater experience is also changing. I mean, part partly COVID, but oh, I think yeah. it was always kind of in the cards that it's like, well, how do we get people to either keep going to the theaters or now? How do we get people back into theaters? Because people have become very comfortable. It's like, oh, we can watch it on oh, the yeah. TV. And, uh, I mean, TVs are enormous now. So you <laughs> practically have a cinema experience in your house. And you can pause it and go make your own popcorn without paying oh, 15, yeah. 20 bucks for popcorn. You know, you don't have to get the babysitter. No. Uh, you can watch half the movie and, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch the rest of it tomorrow. Uh, I mean, it's, it's become very... Yeah, watch in your house, and 
and I think uh, streaming platforms are catering to that. With, oh. uh, hey, we're gonna we're gonna get new releases and it'll exclusive to uh, Amazon. Watch this movie or exclusive to Netflix. You know, definitely. I mean, with with like some stuff like your HBO Max, and your your uh, uh, Peacock and stuff like that. There are still movies I will go see in the theater. Sure. Because sure. you you got. I mean, I go I go with a group of friends. We enjoy. I still it. like going to the theater. Oh, man. There's something about there's something about it. But I'll tell you the one thing I miss. Probably old school. I mean, if you ask kids nowadays, some kids are like, oh, I just watch it on my phone. You know, yeah. I download it. I always hate I that people like, that. Yeah, I I'm, that I'm watching a movie. Oh, really? I have a, I have a. My wife hates it. I mean, she's, she's not here. But <laughs> you can edit that out. No, man. no. She uh, knows. She knows my plan. Uh, I went from a uh, 65 inch TV to a 75 inch TV. And then I'm going to go in like a year. I'm going to go to an 85 inch TV. But here's the thing: I'm legitimately six foot away from my TV on my couch. My one wall. My goal is is I have I have a room that's mine, and I'm going to do. Reverting back to childhood, I don't know about you, but but I used to. It's like my dad would take us to the movies, and he hated because my brother and I would like beeline down to the front row, yeah, with a thing of red vines and a soda, and you sit there like, so, like yeah. watching the movie, and, and he'd be like, oh, I'm going to sit so midway bad. back because uh, I can't with my eyes. <laughs> now I'm like that. Now I'm like my dad. I'm going to sit back here and watch. I can't. My neck won't take see, it anymore. See that? That's what's great about where, where I got because your you're like this, and you just sit on your couch, and you're just like, right, that's my TV. Bad. Yep. <laughs> But talk about miss. One thing I do miss about theaters, and I, I don't know if you can tell me if you miss this. I, I miss that that hum of the projector when you sit down and hear that. Just something about it. When it's like, oh yeah, I'm in the movies. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I can't remember. I think yeah. I mean, there was a, a bit of that. Uh, it sounds weird too, but you just always look back because like occasionally you. you you catch a movement up in the booth, and I think it's the guy in the projector switching, switching out the, out the plates, yeah. yeah. So you, you, you can always be like, where did you see that? Yep. It's just, just a little, little things about going to the movies I miss, but there's, but still, I love going to the theater. I love going to see the movies. And um, every once in a while, even, even movies that are on streamer stuff, I bust out my projector, because I have a projector TV, yeah. and I show it, so it's like, ah, I'm oh, still nice. in the movies! Ah... <laughs> uh, so, you've done, like I said, you've done so much work. You, you've been, I, I gotta ask, how old were you when you were a critter? Jeez, uh, I mean, I, I want to say that. I'm trying to remember, honestly, it's been so long. I've, I've forgotten what year it came out, I, I hate to say. I, I want to say that was, was it like 90? I want to say like 89, 90? Yeah. Because I think and originally it, and it was probably the year break? before, so if we, if we say, no, I, uh, 80, let's, let's say 88, we worked on it. I'm uh, trying to do the math in my head right now. Uh, I was born in 69, so 89, and back up one year, so it's 1920? Yeah, kind of right out of high school. That, that, would, that would be pretty amazing. I'm, I, like our first move, what did your first role do? I was a critter! Oh, I, I love Critters. I still love it. It was Critters 2. Was it Critters 2, the main course? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because that was the uh, when he went back home. Went back home for Easter. Yep. <laughs> I, I just watched that recently. Now, now I'm like, 
I know the guy that's in this alley. Giant critter ball. Giant critter ball. Yep. Yeah, I was. I think I was in the alley. I was in the food fight in the hungry effort. Uh, uh, I believe it was the hungry effort. Yep. When the door would open. You got yep. be like a sound. And I just remember the through a salad bar and bits of tomato and, and lettuce and stuff flying everywhere. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I, I, I also ask this. Have you, have you, do you have a personal thing that you've like going like, yeah, this is done, this movie's done? And not, not that I, I pilfered illegally, <laughs> um, but I, I do have, there's, there's like a series of little props that stuff usually we've worked on um, with Gary, like I think Piranha uh, uh, 3DD, we did a bunch of these little eggs. Uh, with the Piranha embryo in it, which I sculpted, but they're really cool little acrylic uh, sphere with that embryo in it. Um, I've, got, I've got a large selection of Hellraiser cubes. I'm trying to remember if any of them, at this point, my screen used ones might be gone. I, I have to check the collection. Uh, but I, I'm also a bit of a, being a fan, I tend to collect, like, uh, if they're yeah, cool props, there, there were these really cool kind of like etched glass, not not plastic, but etched glass. The, yeah. So I've got the, the, they used to sell them on eBay, so whoever this person was, uh, I love the etched glass one. I'm still trying to find, I had uh, one that was like the size of a pewter, and I think they might have just remolded the Echo one and run pewter sides and then epoxy them to the cube. Uh, but we used it in Judgment, and I had a guy that was like, I want something from Judgment, and I was like, I've got this pewter cube that, uh, I didn't make it, but it was in the film, and... Screen use! Yeah, so, so my, my screen use collection is kind of shrinking, but I still have tons of boxes, um, yeah, so that's, that's <laughs> Um, I think I think I've got like maybe a, a gun from Brian Angry, a prop gun from Brian Angry, like one of the phone ones. Uh, At your retirement, yeah. so that you have all those props that you can screen, screen use I, props you can sell. I think I think those ones are more valuable to me than to anything, you know. I mean, look, for the right price, I'm sure I'll be like, oh yeah. If you're gonna finance me getting a new car, absolutely. Uh, I, I always say that the same thing. I have a bunch of stuff that I, I don't want to sell. But <laughs> well, the weird thing, like my mentality has always been, when it comes to Hellraiser boxes, I've, I've, I think since four, I've been, I've been making mechanical boxes. I do the mechanics on them, the, uh, the star box and uh, the pyramid box and stuff. Um, Gary usually does all the engines. So while I appreciate having a screen used one, to me, screen used versus one that I just make. If I wanted another Starbucks, I would make myself another Starbucks. Personally, for me as a collector, I'm not. It doesn't hold any more value to me. Screen used versus it's what I made. I made that one. I made yeah. that one. This has just yeah. been a film. This one hasn't been a film. Yeah. Whereas to a collector, they they like to be able to point to the screen or have the screenshot and go see this. This is the same one. And I'm just like, yeah, look, I made this. It's I make them for the film. This is my screen used. This is my box. I, I'm not gonna lie. I got I got one screen used item, and I, oh, I nice. this from the TV show Hellraiser uh, Lucifer. Oh right, right. And I'm like, that's that's it right there. Uh, I'm like, no one cares. Sometimes, especially if, if you're really tied to a franchise, sometimes it's it's nice to have that because you feel that connection to it. Like I said, you can point to the screenshot and go, oh, it's the same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. 
Uh, and, and to me, it's like if you're that big of a collector, it's, as a fan, it, you're going to feel more of a connection to the piece than I am. I'm like, yeah, it's something I made. You know? I mean, I, I'm kind of jaded. I have, uh, you know, stuff all over my garage. I, I walk into the shop and I'm like, I made that. I worked on this. I worked on that. You know, it's, yeah, it, it, so you got all the stuff in your garage. You got stuff in the outside of your garage. I do. <laughs> Do you ever worry that somebody's going to be like, hey, maybe you got a lot of cool stuff? Um, <laughs> no, what's weird is I, I tend to keep the curtains drawn. Like, a lot of people don't know what's in my house in my garage. But I also have a feeling that if anyone broke into my house, they're more likely to steal my TV or my DVD player yeah. uh, or my computer than, than to go, hey, that's a screen used, you know, I'm crying angry. That's worth money. I mean, I think people probably look and they go, oh, it's a bunch of bunch of statues and collectibles, and, you know, I can pawn that DVD player, and, and like you said, oh, it's a 65-inch DVD, me, that, that's like, coming with me, I know I get some money for that. Oh, a laptop? Yeah, we can sell that. <laughs> I think they're like, oh, what is this, what is this rubber thing falling apart here? It's, leave it, and it smells. <laughs> no, that's, that's the worst thing, is this foam latex just falls apart. It does. And it, it does. smells so bad sometimes. Uh, yeah, some, sometimes exactly. Sometimes screen used while while it's it's like oh that's cool. Sometimes having like a display piece out of resin, you know that it's not going to change, it's not going to fall apart. It's kind of like oh, even though it's not screen used, it represents something that I think is cool. I mean, sideshow collectibles, you know, right? Well, I, 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 I love the, the, the Hellboy movies. The, the yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I came across the guys like, hey man, he's, I've got the Hellboy like fist prop stuff like I'm screen used. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I go up and look at it. And I'm like, it's not even that old. It's all busted up, falling apart. I'm like, man, it smells bad. I'm like, but again, but again, felt that connection. But you know, I screen used more people. Go, this was used. This Ron Perlman swears this. this but I'm like, it, yeah. yeah. But I'm like, Ron Perlman using this. Stop, man, use it. You're kind of like, you're worried about that. But it's like, I'm gonna put it on a shelf, and then people go like, oh, it's kind of broken. Is it? Is it real? Whereas you could buy the thing off a sideshow. Yeah, and, and it's looks, never gonna. Yeah, change. it's never gonna change. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, but. I gotta say, it's been fun talking to you. It's Absolutely. been a blast. It's been talking to you all, all day. And I, like I said, I had to give you crap because I'll I be here all day. Tomorrow, yeah, man. I had to expect Pinhead or uh, Pumpkinhead to be Pumpkin bigger. <laughs> I didn't have my high heels. But he didn't on. have his high heels on. And uh, <laughs> uh, before we before, before I end this, sure. How, did, did you take right to the stilts, or was it one of them like you, well, like a deer walking for the first I, time? I've got to be honest. On in the third and fourth film. In the first film, they did it brilliantly. They had wires and Tom Woodruff's really... There's some shots of him in the stilts where he's walking and he obviously loses it and he's kind of floating there. Um, but we took the approach and they did this very cleverly in the first film. They would have him on wires for a, for some steps and then they'd build a ramp and they'd have him on a ramp where it's framed just below... So it's just him yeah, walking So on it's it. from his knees down and he's walking just on a raised platform. So. What we very cleverly did on three and four is we would put me in a set of stilts, either we would bolt down one leg, we would bolt down both of them if I didn't have to take a step so you could stand yeah. and you'd have the height, but you couldn't go anywhere. And I'd either start a step or we'd unbolt one leg and I would literally stand on the one stilt and lift the other one and get one step forward. Then we would cut, bring in the ramp, and then I would make the, the walk on the ramp 
from like the knees up. So in your head, you go, he started to walk, now he's walking, you get full frame, you know, the thing. So every time you see it, it's like full shot, cut to mid shot, you know, coming in a door or walking on a ramp. So I didn't have to walk in the stilt, mainly because with, again, being low budget, being in Romania, we were like, we have no idea if they have the capability or the time to set up wires and all that. And we've only got two suits, so if you're going to run wires, you've got to cut holes in it for pick points for, yeah. and all that. And we went, we don't want to ruin the suits, so we keep this in a way that we never have to see me fully walking in stilts. And I think the only time there's there's one shot in it where he comes through the stained glass window and jumps down, and it's this really kind of sketchy looking CG thing, and you kind of go, what the hell was that? Uh, <laughs> I hope there isn't more of that, but uh, okay. Uh, that was it was supposed to be Pumpkinhead, right? <laughs> this is a Pumpkinhead video game. It was an advertisement for the Pumpkinhead video, video game. But I, I gotta ask you one last question. Oh, yeah, that was supposed to be the last question, but I'm gonna ask you ah, one more great. question. Have you ever been on set with somebody that you're just like, like somebody you've wanted to work with, you almost like fanned out on? That you're not, maybe you didn't like, but you're just like, yeah, I'm working with insert name here. Um, honestly, and, and it's it's weird. Like, I would say it was probably England. It was probably the first. It was probably Elm Street Five. Yeah. And being a huge Freddy fan, I was and being such a young kid getting into the industry. Um, I, I didn't necessarily fan out like in front of him because. Uh, there was another guy applying the makeup. I was there with, uh, you know, we had, we had a, a Freddy baby in his back and we were shooting the whole yeah. thing being pulled out of the back. But I was on set and I had a camera uh, and I am surreptitiously like <laughs> taking photos and stuff. And I see Robert's up on this raised platform because he's about to, he's facing off with the kid and it's the thing bursts through him. And he's sitting there and he looks down and he sees me with the camera and I'm like, I'm like, Busted. I'm like kind of like frozen there for a second, and he literally reaches over with the clock, he stabs one of the little stones there, and he holds it up like this with a big grin. And I'm like, he's he's inviting me to take yeah. it. So I like click click, and I quickly take, and I want to say it was probably like one of those old 110 cameras because I found the photos recently, and they're super green. Oh and, yeah. And they're like you know four by five. They're little tiny. I don't even think I have the negatives anymore, so but I'm you scanning got them, I'm the fine. picture, yes. But but it was that yeah, just again that kind of mugging shot, and uh, so that was kind of my like fan out moment. Uh, I didn't go up and go, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, maybe meeting Doug Bradley for the first time, but at that point I'd kind of been working in effect, so I was a bit I knew better than to look out in front of. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't do that. I try try and maintain the professional, you know, treat them like Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Especially, I, like, on a film set, they're, they're there, they're working, they're like, you know, if you're something like, oh, my God, would you sign my puzzle box for me? Uh, I'm going to use Yeah, he'd probably be like, does, does he have to be in the trailer right now? Because he just... <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, you know, because you, you have to be a fan to be into the oh. thing. And, and to be around the people that you've, you know, inspired to be, as, you know, it's, I, I understand it probably be hard to, tonight, like, oh, you too, too, I'm working with, you know, at least, like, I, said, I, I, I tend not to geek out, but I def, there is definitely a part of me that's like, I think I view it as, like, like, 
oh, this is really cool that I'm getting to, to meet this person who's playing this character, and I, I want to be a part of this, so I'm going to keep that geekdom under wraps so that <laughs> I can come back the next day and not be like, escort the freak out. Get, get him the hell out of here. I, I can stand back and I can just, I can flip the background and be that fly on the wall and, and participate. It, it, it's yeah. you're, you're doing good the, work. The more normal you can be, the longer you're allowed in the room. <laughs> so. no. But uh, I appreciate all the work you've done. Uh, um, I, I love your movies, um, even the ones I didn't know you worked I, on. I love now. making them. Man. I love working on. Them. And uh, you know, keep keep working on, keep pounding them out. And, Definitely uh, will. I, like I said, I appreciate all the work you've done. I appreciate you being on the show. Awesome. And. Uh, all that fun stuff. So, and it's been a good weekend. Center and run over. Talk to you every once in a while. And I'll be all. I'll be there all day tomorrow. And we'll talk more. Yeah. Good. Good meeting you. Absolutely. Good talk to you. Good Thank talking you, to you. Thanks. Yep.